Hey, thanks so much for joining us at our Red Rocks Church podcast. If you're new here, we're just a bunch of broken, messed up, imperfect people pursuing a perfect God. We hope that this message encourages your heart, builds your faith so that you can say yes to all of the plans and the purposes of God for your life. Enjoy this message. It is so good to be with you guys today. My goodness, I am excited for church. It's a big weekend for our church. For weeks, we've been asking the question, God, based on all the ways you've blessed me and my family, what can I give to build your kingdom and not mine? And honestly, if I could pick any week for a first-time guest to be here, wouldn't be Easter, it wouldn't be Christmas, with full integrity, it would be this weekend. Because this weekend, you get to see what this church is all about. And this weekend, you get to see John 3.16 in action. And this weekend, you get to watch an uncommon church full of real people with real bills and burdens. Do something that seems kind of crazy if God's not in the picture. Oh, but if Jesus really is the Son of God, and if heaven and hell are real, and if the church we're building really is his plan A for reaching the world, and if we really are sons and daughters of the God of the universe with unlimited access to his infinite kingdom, well, then crazy generosity and illogical sacrifice might actually make sense. Amen? 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Command those who are rich in this present world you know that's us. Not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. How good is that verse? And this next part I feel like is my assignment today. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, in this way, they, that's you and me, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold, don't miss this, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Life that is truly life from this moment right now through eternity. I call that kingdom fortune. And here's my definition of kingdom fortune, the righteousness for salvation. In other words, I get Jesus and heaven forever, and that's the greatest treasure there is. The fullness of purpose, the thrill of being part of a story that's so much bigger than my own, the peace of his promised provision that God's got me, and not only does he know what I need, he knows the desires of my heart too, and the joy of playing with house money, every soul is searching for kingdom fortune. Billionaires can't buy it, yet through sacrifice we receive it. The life that is truly life. I wanna call this message, Fortune Favors the Brave. And I am Holy Spirit Red Bull excited to preach this message. I'm also just Red Bull excited to preach this message because I just had one, but fortune favors the brave. And this ain't a crypto commercial, and I'm not Matt Damon. I know I, I often get confused with Jason Bourne from time to time, and 
You didn't have to laugh at that, but, but thank you. I'm not talking about gold coins. I'm not talking about a big bank account. I'm talking about how kingdom fortune favors the kingdom brave. So Jesus, bless your church. Bless your word. Bless the offering that we're about to sow today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, church, in this world, there are savers and then there are spenders. And we need each other. We do. We need each other. So I want to see you. Where are, my, where are my savers at? Let me see you. Okay, yeah, thrifty is nifty, amen? Like, who says that? Especially in front of thousands of people. Thrifty is nifty. My savers, now where are my spenders at? Okay, own it. There you go. Who's a spender married to a spender? Okay, Financial Peace University starts in March. Merry Christmas, okay? <laughs> Guys, my wife and I got married seven years ago, and the year we got married, I was making 15K a year, and Sam was in between jobs, which means we mastered the art of the cheap date. Balling on a budget, okay? Balling on a budget. And our favorite newlywed free pastime, or should I say our second favorite newlywed free pastime, if you know what I mean. And I love watching Taylor when I make those jokes because I married his sister. But <laughs> our second, this is inappropriate. This is provocative already. Our second favorite. <laughs> Our second favorite newlywed pastime was and still is eating some In-N-Out Burger and then hitting up some model homes. Who loves going to model homes, right? <laughs> That's a dynamic duo. That's a nice little Saturday. And then maybe even Bed Bath & Beyond or Home Depot after. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> but we love model homes because they make us dream. Come on, you walk into a model home and it just hits all of your senses. Your heart just leaps as you look around and go, oh my gosh, there's not a single wall that's not shiplapped. <laughs> this is so Chip and Joanna. I'm speaking to, to Zach's heart right now. Oh my gosh, look at these shaker cabinets and these vaulted ceilings, babe. One day our beams will not be faux. They will not be faux beams one day. And look at this, this wine cellar built into the kitchen. Could you imagine how much communion we would take? We would be so close to God if we lived in this house. I am so convinced when it comes to finances, vision is everything. The Bible says without vision, people perish. And I think that's true for bank accounts as well. So year one of marriage, we get married as a couple of young, dumb, and broke spenders, and so we do the right thing. We start a budget, and I'm thinking, how do you make a budget? In full transparency, church, in college, I got a 97% in Calculus 3, but never was taught how to make a budget, okay? I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. But oh my gosh, another day in the real world without derivatives and linear algebra. No way. I wish I could make a budget. Okay, I'm done. I promise you. Don't email me. I know math's important. We use this app called Envelopes. There are sponsors this weekend. I cannot recommend this app enough. Okay, so we make our budget the two loneliest line items in our budget. We're titled Doug and Sam's spending money. Okay, the first four years of marriage, of getting out of debt and buying a home and getting a dog, don't get me started on the dog, okay? Like, can we just talk real numbers, real life for a second? We got $20 each 
a month for fun spending money, which means I could either play nine holes at a crappy course, get Chipotle twice as long as there was no guac, or save it for something big, all right? Now that brings me to Sunglass Hut a few years ago. Corey Miller was there with me. He can vouch for this. But I found the coolest pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses that I actually look, like, looked good in, and that's a rare occurrence for me. So when you find the right pair, like you gotta capitalize on that, you know what I mean? And they were polarized. I'm like, Dave Ramsey would be furious if I did not buy these today, you know? They were $154. I just hear all of you savers right now going, polarized or not, it's all fun and games until you lose them. (laughs) You savers with your polarized Ray-Bans and ripped jeans, I'm done, I promise. This is why we need each other, okay? So I'm so excited, I get in line and I pull out my phone to check the budget and I look at my spending money amount and I have $148, $6 short, And I remember turning to Corey and I said, bro, I know this sounds so crazy and extreme, but I can't buy these today. And I need to come back next month at the first of the month. And for some of you, that might sound like crazy. I kind of hope it does, okay? But listen to me, like my, my wife would not have been mad if I bought them that day. We're talking $6, don't panic for us. We have $6, okay? But it's a mindset thing. It's a, it's a mindset thing. If you have no financial vision, you will perish in Sunglass Hut every single time, okay? You will perish in Sunglass Hut. But when you have a vision for your finances or for your future or for your family, well, then all of a sudden it becomes a lot more doable and a lot easier to sacrifice in the here and now. And so I walked out of Sunglass Hut and you better believe the next week I walked back in and bought those sunglasses. You see what I mean about these? Because you better believe I haven't lost them yet and I still got them, okay? So here's where I'm going with this. When you, when you aim and your vision is the model home and you sacrifice for the model home, I think you will find you also get the Ray-Bans thrown in somewhere along the way, okay? But when your vision is just my next pair of sunglasses and what's it gonna be? Oh, you'll probably get them. But be careful, that might be all you, you ever get. So there's the metaphor, here's the message. When your vision is just all about the fortunes that this world has to offer, and your vision really is just building your kingdom, you'll probably make some money, you'll probably find some success, and that's great, it's just small, it's just small. But when your vision is eternity, okay, and when you sacrifice to build the kingdom of heaven, and when you live and give today with forever in mind, not only, not only will you receive a thousand times that in heaven for the rest of forever, but I think you'll find you also take hold of the life that is truly life in the here and now you also take hold of the life that is truly life in the here and now. I want you to leave here today with some kingdom fortune vision because I'm not just here to tell you jokes and rock my Ray-Bans in church, okay? This is the final week 
of Kingdom Builders. It is end of year offering day. And you know, I came with a five point message (laughs) complete with an acrostic to help you remember it that fortune favors the B-R-A-V-E, okay? I'm not messing around today. When it comes to this, generosity has completely changed my life. It has changed my marriage. I believe in this so much, not because I read a verse, but because I've experienced it. This is one of the very few times I get to preach from one of the few things I kind of have done well at, rather than from one of the millions of weaknesses that I have, okay? So I feel this today. I believe that generosity will change your life. I believe in the stewardship and faithfulness of this house. And I believe that if more Christians got this kind of revelation in their hearts and started to live and give this way, that the souls we could reach and the difference we could make would be a hundredfold what we have seen so far. And that's saying something. So I feel this. So I'm going to give this everything I got. Are you ready? Holy Spirit, let's go. Fortune favors the brave. Number one, fortune favors the bold believers. Second Corinthians 9, 6 says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Farmers don't plant seeds and then cry over those seeds. <laughs> I just miss that seed so much. Like, no, right? Because it's not, it's not goodbye. It's, it's see you later. To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. You could ask the question, if you're not planting, are you actually believing? Because God does not give trees. God gives seeds. Hold on to that seed, and that seed is all you will ever see. It's all you will ever see. But I'm planting generously because I am boldly believing in what could be. Rich Wilkinson Jr. once upon a time said this, faith does not maintain, faith multiplies. Think about that in terms of the story, the the parable of the talents, that story Jesus told, where you've got one guy, one guy gets five, one guy gets two, and one guy gets one. And then the master comes back and says, what'd you do with it? And the guys with five and two multiplied it. They did something with it. But the guy who had one only maintained it. And he said, I was afraid I'd lose it, so I I stored it. And Jesus says, the master calls that guy wicked, calls him lazy, takes that one from him and gives it to the other guys who are going to do something with it. If you're ever looking around wondering, why does it feel or seem like they keep getting more? like more opportunities and more promotions and more blessings and more resources? Why does it feel like their lives just continue to get larger and larger? It's probably because they've already received a revelation that you need to get in your heart today that faith does not maintain, faith multiplies. And in order for it to multiply, you gotta release what you got. You gotta give it. You gotta sow it, you gotta plant it. This is how the kingdom of God works. And Jesus said, the gates of hell won't stop it. And I think all of us believe that. My question is, do you boldly believe that? Logan, will you come up here? You guys make some noise for Logan Motzinger. And shout out to Francis Chan for the illustration inspiration. Logan, You're going to stand right here. You're wondering why I gave you a balloon right before service. You're about to find out. You've got a balloon. I've got a dart. 
And you can vouch for the fact that this is, this is real. Yeah. You want to touch it? No. no? Okay. <laughs> it's real, okay? So here's what I'm wondering. And you know, you've seen me in action. You know I'm good at this, okay? I can throw a dart or two, all right? I'm wondering if you would be willing to stand right here and hold the balloon out like this. You can hold the bottom of the string. And let me back up seven feet, nine and a quarter inches, which is regulation. See, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Throw the dart and hit the balloon. You believe? You believe in me? You got my back? Are you nervous? You can close your eyes if you want. <laughs> hey, I got this for real. All right. However, I don't think this is, it's just not provocative enough. It's not bold enough. I'm wondering, I want you to trust me, okay? I'm wondering if you'd be willing to hold the balloon between your fingers. I really think, I really think I got this, man. Are you, are you for sure down? I mean, you and me, we're in this together for better or for worse. This is going down in the Red Rocks history books, but this could be so cool if this worked, okay? You believe? You got some faith? I, just, I can see Zach's not impressed. It's just not... Still not bold enough. Logan, I'm wondering if you believe so much, you'd be willing to hold the balloon between your teeth and let me throw this dart and pop it. <laughs> hey, this is my brother-in-law, by the way, so if I happen to miss six inches to the right, he's not gonna sue the church, okay? <laughs> I know all of his dirty laundry. I've kind of got him hostage. And I, but I want this to be your decision. Don't worry about the fact that there's thousands of people all over the world watching this right now. I really think we got this. Are you ready? Will you let me do it? I'm being so serious right now. Okay, this is, you guys, this ain't golf. Can we make some noise right now? Are you nervous? Okay, and, and I don't want to make you nervous. If I take a little bit of a running start and throw it harder, I'm more accurate, okay? But you just, okay. All right, here we go. This is going to be so awesome. All right, count me down. Here we go. Three, two, one. I'm not actually going to do it, you guys. You are really going to let me do it. Come on, man. Surely you are the bravest in all the land. You may... Dude, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You can, you can keep the dart and the balloon. Give it up for Logan, everybody. Come on. <laughs> James is so relieved right now. <laughs> so is every lawyer who goes to our church. Guys, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm not an idiot, okay? The question is, what does it mean to believe? Do you believe as in like, yeah, I'll hold it, I'll hold it by the string, why not? I believe in this kingdom we're building. Or do you boldly believe, as in I will stick this thing between my teeth, that's how much I believe, because I'm telling you, kingdom fortune favors the bold believers, why? Because the more you believe, the more boldly you believe, the more generous you sow. One week before we moved to plant a church, I had a conversation with a very well-meaning Christian in one of our lobbies who was so serious, and he came up to me and said, I really don't think you're supposed to go to Austin. Do not plant this church in Austin. Nobody knows Jesus in Austin. That's where church plants go to die. And I mean no disrespect to this guy, but the whole time I was thinking, 
Nobody knows Jesus. Like, that's why we're going to Austin. Nobody knows Jesus there. Well, let's go and let's start sowing. You guys, I know the world is messed up. And I know the times are crazy, and I know every stat that you have is bad. (laughs) But with all due respect, I don't really care what you see because I boldly believe in what could be. The question is, do you see just an empty dirt field, or do you see a potential harvest that is right around the corner? Do you see just the problems, which, by the way, is a cheap skill? Or do you see the potential and the people we're sacrificing for? You guys, this is why we give offerings. This is why we sow. This is why we're generous. This is why we live in a way that demands an explanation. This is why we look kind of crazy to the rest of the world. I want my kids to grow up living stories of generosity. I want them to grow up watching their mom and dad sacrifice sacrifice because they believe so much in God's church that they were willing to put their treasure where their faith was, and they stuck this thing between their teeth. That's how much they believed in it. You need to leave here with a revelation that faith does not maintain. Come on, say it with me. Faith multiplies. And for that reason, fortune favors the bold believers. Amen? All right, number two, fortune favors the royal partners. Where do I get that word royal? I'm so glad you asked. Genesis 1:26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over, and then he goes on to describe creation. Now in the Hebrew, all of this is the language of royalty. Adam and Eve were made in the king's image and placed in the garden to royally reign over his creation. So you know those two timeless questions, who are we and why are we here? Derek Zoolander, God, who am I? Who are we and why are we here? The answers are found on page one of the Bible. We are here for two reasons, to be and to do. To be human means first and foremost just to be his royal masterpiece. That's it. And then it means to actively partner with God in building his kingdom, to create within his creation, to give within his generosity. We are his sons and daughters. We are his co-heirs and kingdom partners. We are kings and queens reigning and ruling beneath the king of kings. And that's a big deal. You need to get that in your heart today. That's a big deal. We are the royal rulers over creation. And do you want to know what is part of creation? Money. Do you rule over your money? Or does your money rule you? And nobody thinks I'm talking to them. And this has nothing to do with an amount and everything to do with your relationship to your treasure. Money's weird. It either, it either has you or you have it. That's why Jesus said you can't serve both God and money. And notice that's not a command. It's an observation. He doesn't say don't. He says you couldn't if you tried. You couldn't if you tried. That's why the scriptures talk about finances over 2,000 times. This is the number one cause of divorce in our nation Jesus harped on this over and over. You cannot hold the weight of money and lift your arms to heaven in worship at the same time. That's why giving releases your grip and opens your hands. That's why giving is actually freedom. Why do you think God invented giving in the first place? 
For him, please. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You have nothing he needs that you get to use to barter with him, put him in your debt. He needs nothing from you. That's not good news. The good news is God wants your heart. And he knows where their treasure is. That's where their hearts go. So if I get your treasure, I get you. And you want God to get you because when God gets you, you get his kingdom. I'm talking the righteousness for salvation and the thrill and fullness of living on purpose for a purpose and the unexplainable peace that comes from knowing I have his promised provision and the joy of playing with house money. This is what it means to be royal partners. I've seen it too many times in my life, in my friends' lives. I feel like David in Psalm chapter 37, where he says, I used to be young and now I'm old. And the one thing I've noticed is I've never seen generous believers begging for bread. God just takes care of his generous kids, man. And I will never promise you the specifics or the means by which he does that, but I will promise and preach until the day I die that God takes care of his generous kids. There's favor on their homes. Their kids are blessed to be a blessing. They live freely and lightly, and you can't convince me it's not real. I've seen it. I'm not an employee in this kingdom. I'm a son. So returning my first 10% back to the God who gave it is normal. And giving above and beyond in faith like we're about to do is a privilege. We are royal partners building the kingdom. The kingdom. And by the way, that's why we say all the time, hey, give anywhere, you guys. For real, we're just, we're trying to build a generous generation, not keep some lights on. If we saw a, a, truly saw a generous generation of Christians in our time, do you know the noise we would make, the difference in the impact that we would have? So give anywhere. A different church, give to Compassion International. This is about building the kingdom. This is about the capital C church. God has got this family. He's done nothing but prove that for 17 years, and he's not about to start now. We are just getting started, and that's why I don't have to beg you to give, and we will never ask you for a penny. Never. God doesn't need your money. All I have to do is what Paul commissioned me to do challenge you just to, to live generous for your sake and for theirs. All I have to do is be honest about the full counsel of God and boldly preach the one topic Jesus would not shut up about. All I have to do is say, hey, you go to God and you ask him. All I have to do is, is just do my best to live as an example, as a kingdom builder and a royal partner. You guys do not not here to build your kingdom, to pretend you're the, you're the king or the queen. You're here to get some revelation of the royal blood that is already coursing through your veins. It's a big deal who you are. You are made in his image, his royal masterpiece. Here to simply just be that but then we also get invited into the story of partnering with him and building the only kingdom that will never be shaken, amen? Fortune favors the royal partners. Number three, fortune favors the active waiters. In an Amazon Prime world, 
Waiting's just not really a thing anymore, you know? Two-day delivery max. If it's here tomorrow, even better. But three days? Get that weak sauce out of my kitchen. Like, I don't got three days. Who's got three days? I want the product. I want the result. I want the six-pack. I had a kale salad for lunch, for crying out loud. And it was so bad, you guys. It was so bad. I did 20 sit-ups this afternoon. Where's the six-pack? Either Whole Foods is scamming all of us with this kale fad, which is possible, or real results take time. Come on, some addictions aren't broken in a week. Most marriages don't get healed in one month of counseling. No difference worth making happens overnight. 1 Corinthians 3.6, Paul says this, I planted the seed, and that's cool, but I love this next part. Apollos watered it, and God made it grow. Watering is waiting. Watering is working. I used to get so impressed when I, see, when I would see people go out, like take a big leap of faith and, and start like a new thing. And you know what? That's still really cool. But the older I get, the more I start to realize anybody can start something new. What really is starting to impress me is seeing people continue what they start. You change jobs every six months because you're not feeling purpose yet, but you have no idea the blessing that could come if you continued for five years. After all, for fruit to grow out, you first need to establish roots. Anybody can start a new job. Anybody can start a family. Anybody can start Whole30. Anybody can, anybody can start a company. Anybody can start attending another new church. But I think the Holy Spirit is on the move searching for Christians who can continue what they started. Come on, Apollos watered it. Apollos watered it without ever seeing anything grow. That's why at Red Rocks, we, man, we embrace the process. Salvation is immediate, but transformation happens day by day and prayer by prayer, and group by group. I've heard it said great churches are not built overnight. They're built over time, sacrifice by sacrifice, location by location. We're committed to playing the long game, which means we're not passively waiting. We are actively waiting. Paul sowed it. Apollos watered it. God made it grow. Can we just be honest? There's a sexiness to planting, and there's a trendiness to harvesting. But watering is just hard. It's just, it's just hard, but it's so critical. Your goals don't matter if you don't have the grit to see them through. Dreams without determination, resolutions without resolve. I mean, giving is not just something I started that one time. Giving is something I am continuing to do. I'm not, just, I'm not just dreaming bigger. I'm starting to learn to see longer because I know anything is possible with God. For this God who can do exceedingly and abundantly more than all I could ever ask or imagine, anything is possible for that God. If you give him enough time, God will make it grow. The baton, the church baton, the legacy baton is in our hands to continue what Jesus started 2,000 years ago, and that just requires a certain amount of good old-fashioned pre-Amazon Prime stick with itness. That's why kingdom fortune favors the active waiters, even if those blessings are for the generations after them. 
Come on, I'm doing what I'm doing right now because of the prayers and sacrifices of my parents and my parents' parents. And sometimes kingdom fortune now is simply just the joy of knowing your children and your children's children are gonna reap what you sow and harvest what you watered, amen? Come on, do you believe the church of Jesus Christ is the greatest cause there is, Red Rocks? Do you believe that? Then I believe you've got the grit to water and continue what Jesus started because fortune favors the active waiters. That's the least sexy point, but for that reason, maybe the most needed. Number four, we gotta keep going. Fortune favors the vessel makers. Fortune favors the vessel makers. Second Timothy 4, 6 says this, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering. In the Old Testament, they would take expensive beverages and pour some out as an offering to God. And the time for my departure is near. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is the final thing Paul tells Timothy. And you can sense that, can't you? Like you feel his tone even more boldly than you read his words. Timothy, this is so urgent and so important. This is everything. Your life is so short, so drop by drop. Let yours be poured out like a drink offering. Pastor Tim Timberlake would say, kingdom fortune is basically to live full and die empty. In other words, I'm making my life a vessel, not a vault a vessel. There's greatness on the inside of you. There is time, talents, and treasure that has been entrusted to you. And every time you give, a little bit is poured out. Every time I pray, every time I preach, every time I encourage somebody, a little bit is poured out. The world needs what God has placed in me. And I don't want to die with a single drop left. I want to spend my life for a greater purpose. And at my funeral, I want my friends to tell stories of what I gave. I want my life to count. So I'm making my life a a vessel because if God can get it through you, then God can get it to you. Can God get money through you? Because his blessing is like a river. It flows until it's blocked. I realize that and go, all I have to do is just not block it. That's it. Heaven is for you. Now let it flow through you. We see this generosity in the cycles of God's creation. Water gets released from the ground, evaporates and rises and gets gathered into clouds. And when those clouds get heavy enough, something has to break. And when it does, the heavens open up and it rains, right? It rains. What rises will rain. (laughs) He who refreshes will be refreshed. You see the vessel activity here? The one who encourages will probably be the one who who is most encouraged. What rises will rain. Rain for a storm every single day because there's a generosity to what's released. Desert storm hardly ever because there's a stinginess to what's released. Nothing rises, so nothing falls. Is your life, when it comes to the blessings of God, a rainforest or a desert? Do you have that abundant mindset where you see an infinite God who has no shortage of blessings and gifts to lavish on his kids, lavish, his word, not mine, and no shortage of resources, who knows not only what you need, but the desires of your heart as well, or is life just about getting yours? Because blessings will flow until they're blocked, and generosity is what unblocks it. That's why God says in Malachi, test me in this. When it comes to giving, see that I won't break open the floodgates of heaven over your life. This is not my idea. This is scripture. 
He's saying, just try me. See what your generosity unleashes over your life. It changes you and transforms you from a vault that stores into a vessel that stewards. A vessel that stewards. I want to make my life a vessel. The encouragement I could give, the time I could offer, the good news I could share, the checks I could write, the difference I could make. I am pouring them out drop by drop. I've been giving blessing. I've been given blessing so I can go be a blessing. I've been given time so I can make the most of every moment. I've been given treasure so I can invest it into the only kingdom that will last forever. The only kingdom that is eternal and unshakable and I'm not taking a drop of my potential with me to the grave. I'm leaving it all on the court, living full and dying empty. I want to do exactly what Paul said he did. I ran the race. I fought the good fight. I finished well and kept the faith. So I can hear the two words that Paul has without a doubt already heard. Well done. Fortune favors the vessel makers. If God can get it through you, he can get it to you. And last but not least, fortune favors the eternal investors. Let's go back to the the last part of our original text, 1 Timothy 6, 19. In this way, they, who's they? Those who live kingdom brave. The bold believers, the royal partners, the active waiters, the vessel makers, the eternal investors. They will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. So they may take hold here it is again, of the life that is truly life. Man, make your vision eternity the greatest mutual fund there is. And not only will you lay up treasure for then, but you will also find yourself taking hold of the life that is truly life today. Set your sights on the model home and find that the Ray-Bans get thrown in along the way. Do not miss, do not miss this when it comes to what kingdom are you building. Here's a Bieber lyric. I've had everything in life that people strive for only to ask the question, what are we alive for? But church, we know what we're alive for. And I feel this so much because I've been there, but if you feel sort of just apathetic in your faith and sluggish in your faith, or maybe you're, you're climbing the ladder of success and you've got this haunting, sinking sensation, you are succeeding in all the things that won't matter in eternity. The invitation for you is called generosity. To be a kingdom builder by investing your treasure into something that will matter forever. You ever take a, a nap that's so deep, you wake up and you swear, I just missed the school bus, only it's Saturday and you're 33? <laughs> like, wow, that was, <laughs> that was deep, man. <laughs> I don't know if I can get out of this. Like, I might as well go back to bed, try again tomorrow. This will be an awake thing, right? Um, and you got to get like moving to wake up or shotgun like a Red Bull, you know? Not that I know anything about shotgunning carbonated beverages. I know nothing about that. I'm just saying, I feel like the pandemic has made a lot of our souls sleepy. And I feel like for a lot of us, it domesticated our faith when it was made for the wild. And generosity, here's my point, get your spirit moving again. Get your soul out the door again, into the wild, 
Like, let's go. God's got plans. He's got a purpose. He's got a calling. Life's too short to not pour it all out, drop by drop, right? Giving is like, is basically just, it's soul caffeine, man. It does something for you. You participate in the generosity of this God and his creation that flows until it's blocked. When you say, I'm, I'm gonna be a vessel, I'm not blocking it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. I'll give above and beyond in things like end of year givings that we're about to do that honestly sometimes make you throw up a little bit in your mouth and go, oh dear Lord, I cannot believe I just did that. Yet at the same time, I feel something akin to kingdom fortune. I sense so real this righteousness for my salvation. And I feel so real, the thrill of living on purpose, for a purpose. I'm not wasting any part of my life. And I know that when I lay my head on the pillow every single night and I have this unexplainable peace because I just know he's got me because I've seen it time and time again, the promised provision of the ultimate provider who, who doesn't just know what my needs are. He knows what I want. He knows the desires he's placed in my heart in this absolute thrill and joy of playing with house money. I am telling you, you will never meet an apathetic, generous person. You will never find a sleepy, slumbering soul that lives a life of sacrifice. You just won't. So I don't know about you, but I've got one life, you guys, and I want to invest it into something eternal. We're about to do that. But before we sow into what God is going to do next, why don't you check out what God has already done this year with the eternal investments we've already made? Watch this video. Giving isn't about our circumstance. It's about our faith. Giving isn't about our circumstance with Jesus. And it's not about an amount. It's about our faith. Because it always takes faith. Red Rocks, we just want to say thank you. You guys have been such a huge support to us over the years. Thank you so much for your ongoing support and partnership for the work that we do in our mentoring ministry. I just want to extend a warm thank you for all of your support for our work in Asia. The Red Rocks Church, on behalf of World Relief, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithful partnership this past year. We're enormously grateful for your generosity and for your partnership. A big, big thank you for your generosity in helping us plant churches. Thank you so much, Red Rocks, for stepping up and helping us fill a gap and make our homes a better place for our kids. Because of you, thousands, tens of thousands of lives have been changed for eternity. Thank you, Red Rocks. Thank you for being a generous church. Your donations are what allow Red Rocks to be so generous. And Red Rocks' generosity is what has allowed us to continue to thrive in a very, very difficult nonprofit world. What you all do makes a, an amazing change, an eternal change in the lives of our children and families. Thank you to all of you for partnering with Uncharted and making a significant kingdom impact. And literally in the last year and a half, we've been able to serve tens of thousands of people in the city of Denver. And I wanna give a big shout out to Red Rocks Church for sending volunteers, for supporting the work that we get to do in the city. We couldn't do it without just you guys have absolutely blessed us in so many ways and uh, your generosity has gone not just in the three prisons that you guys are in but over 50 prisons now um, worldwide and we are just so excited for everything we would not be able to accomplish all that we do without the support and help of all of you we want to take this opportunity to share with you some of the work we've been able to do this year because of many of your faithful generosity internationally across several organizations that we partner with We've been able to give over $122,000 in disaster relief 
in the rebuilding of communities in countries like Afghanistan, Haiti, and Darfur. And as a church, through Compassion International, we sponsor over 2,300 children which helps provide food, water, shelter, and education. We've been able to partner with ARC, a church planting organization, and have given $50,000 to help plant new churches nationally this year. This year alone, ARC has planted a total of 64 new churches, bringing their total number of churches planted to 994 churches in the last 20 years. Just within our own church community, we've been able to give over $274,000 in support for families in need through our benevolence program. Our church family stepped up to support our youth students by donating $50,000 in scholarships for students to attend our youth retreat this year. At this retreat, 85 teenagers gave their life to Christ. Red Rocks Worship has seen over 120 million streams of our music and over 10,000 downloads of our albums. People all around the globe are being inspired, moved, and encouraged through this worship movement that started right here in Denver. All of this is made possible because of you. Because of your sacrifice and your decision to invest in the greatest mutual fund on the planet, the local church, heaven is being made more crowded. And here at Red Rocks Church, we really do believe we're just getting started. Red Rocks Church, what God's been doing through us makes no sense. And we've never been good enough and we've never earned it and we've never deserved it. But one thing I can say about this church family is we've been willing. We get to now take our time, our talents, our resources, our story, our past, everything, and we bring it back to God and we go, based on everything you've done in and through my life, now I bring some of that back to you. And I say, let's go build your kingdom with it, not just mine. We've been saying it since day one. We may not be good at a whole lot of things, but we can be really good at being generous. And when we do that, we know we open up the door for God to do amazing things. We're not gonna talk about being generous. We're gonna be generous. Hey, come on, Red Rocks, at every location, wherever you are, will you stand to your feet? If you have a Kingdom Builder card somewhere around you, you can grab that. Um, we're about to do this offering and to see and witness so many of the things God has already done. And it never gets old having front row seats to see miracles. And that's what salvation is, it's, it's miracles. And, now we say this all the time, so when I say it yet again, do not let it get lost on you, but this infinite God is truly just getting started with our church. And from day one, we haven't just talked about being generous. We've, we've been putting our treasure where our faith is. We might not be great at much, but we're willing when it comes to being vessels and used by God. And I guess I, I just wanna say thank you to all of you who have given, to all of you who are about to. I admire the kingdom bravery and just know when you give here, you're not, you're not giving to, to Red Rocks, you're not giving to a brand or a culture, you're not giving to, to Sean or Jill or a staff, you, you're investing into the kingdom of heaven. And there is no greater investment that you can make. So what we're about to do, we're about to sing a, a song called The Blessing. And as we do, there's gonna be some baskets that get passed and you can place your envelope with your 
with your giving in that basket, or you can, you can grab your card and zoom into the QR code that'll go up on the screen or on your laptop or TV, or go to the URL, redrockschurch.com slash give. And it's all pretty self-explanatory. And during this song, we will worship through our giving and through our sacrifice together as a church family who truly have not seen anything yet. And so I just, it, it's such a joy to get to be one of the pastors of this church. Um, I'm proud to get to call Red Rocks Church my home. The main reason is generosity. So if you have this card, go ahead and grab it. If you're at home, um, just also know this whole paragraph that we wrote to describe what a kingdom builder is is gonna be up on these screens. And I thought what we would do to finish this series the right way is we would speak this out together. Because if I know anything, there's miracles in your voice. And when you speak the truth and promises of God over your life, it activates those promises within your life. Amen. So this will be up on the screen. Say this with me out loud. By giving, I am helping build the kingdom of God locally, nationally, and around the world. My giving provides a church home for thousands of people each weekend that creates an environment where God draws people into a relationship with him. When I give, I am giving to and through the local church. I am choosing to partner with Red Rocks Church so together we can impact others by the love of Jesus Christ. My giving involves me in the mission of making heaven more crowd. Then say this last part loud and proud. I am a kingdom builder. So Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, bless this offering. This system of generosity that is as real as gravity is already woven and baked into the cadence of your creation, God. So as we sow and as we give and as we sacrifice and as we plant and as we water and as we remain and as we continue and pour ourselves out drop by drop and fight the good fight and hold fast to the faith and finish strong, would you do what only you can do, which is make it grow, but not just make it grow. Oh no, make it grow exponentially. Make it grow with a God factor. Take the little we have and do what we could never do. Or should I say, continue doing what we can never do and what you have been doing. We believe in faith, Jesus, that we ain't seen nothing yet. You're the one who makes it grow. To you belongs all the glory to make the name of Jesus Christ as famous as we possibly can. And it's in that name, Jesus Christ, the name above all names that everybody at Red Rocks Church said, amen. Let's worship through giving.